What's up, guys? Welcome to the uh, Geek Domination Podcast. Yeah, I know. Uh, we just had a long lunch. It's uh, Zane Coppage <sighs> here. Delicious. With uh, Anthony Tyson. What, what, which which is this? Which which segment is this, by the way? This is uh, the, our intro section. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Today is... Uh, introductions. Introductions, yes. Absolutely. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Before we go on, I need yes. to continue the tradition. Dengar. Dengar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars character. Yeah, yeah I know. Okay. He, he's got the wraps, I know. <laughs> uh today is uh november uh, 8th yes 2015 yeah one day after n7 day <clears throat> indeed um yeah so let's go on and get started here uh, our topic section today that will be taking place here in a couple of more episodes is uh kind of pre-order bonuses so look forward to that our new section includes much uh star wars hype and at the end we have a little uh star wars spoiler stuff so go on and listen to that if you're interested in that but let's go ahead and get started with our actual uh, our actual intro here of what we've been up to. What did you do then? All right. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I've been catching up on all my shows, all my series. have not watched Heroes this week. That's okay. I let that one sit for a while, and I usually bash out like four or five episodes anyways. Anyways, but uh, Flash. Flash this week was awesome. We had uh, the full return of Tom Cavanaugh this week. He uh, obviously is repri- reprising his Harrison Wells doctor role. Um, mind you, last season, and this is a little spoilery, but it, you know, if you've been keeping up with Flash, you already know this, but last season, Harrison Wells was attacked, killed, and replaced by Eobard Thawne from the future. This we know. That means his, his look was of Harrison Wells, but it was a different person. Hmm. Um, this season, we're introduced to Harrison Wells of Earth 2, an alternate reality version of the Harrison Wells that died in this world. So he came back this episode uh, in full because he was introduced at the very end of last week's episode. And it presents a different version. Like, he definitely has the same mannerisms, much of the same motions and actions that he would have had if he was of this world. But the difference is his tact is much more direct. He's much less of the let's work around the problem and much more, like, directly at it. So, like, for Fuck instance, yeah, like, let's just do this. <laughs> Um, him in uh, the flash fight at one point, kind of alluding to a very clear blaming kind of situation. Um, me and Cody were uh, discussing this because obviously we're big Flash fans, and more specifically, bigger Kavanaugh Ka- uh, fans at that, this point. But um, yeah, he's awesome, dude. He can act his ass off. That's for damn sure. But uh, yeah, so he came on and he starts talking about. Uh, he clearly like shows that. The, this character Zoom, this villain this season, has done him like a very grave wrong. You can't tell exactly what it is, but you can tell he's been hurt by this guy somehow. And he says that Zoom is just obsessed with speed and that, you know, nothing else matters to the guy and he's clearly going to kill someone and all this other, like basically all this other stuff trying to like eventually get to the point of like, he will keep coming after you, Flash, unless you do something about it. Uh, me and Cody were speculating that possibly that means we already know that like in one of the upcoming episodes that Flash will go head to head against Zoom. Was Zoom choosing the quick and easy path as Vader did? Kind <laughs> of. It seems that way. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. it, well, it, I, I would so far the way I've interpreted Zoom the villain is more similar like Dark Samus from Metroid or any character's villain that looks the same, acts the same, has a similar power set. And seems like it was formed out of the creation of the hero. Mirror image. Yeah, exactly. So like the instance where, in this case, I think uh, Zoom was created the same exact moment that 
uh, Jay Garrick of Earth 2, his Flash was made. So when he got powers, he was unconscious for X amount of hours. And in that same time period, Zoom was also created. A shadow of his power set um, with obviously evil intentions. Um, so that's kind of where I, I think the origin came from. And I also kind of feel like that Zoom seems to be created out of dark matter since he's able to travel between the two dimensions at his own will. Interesting. Yeah, because he's able to... That's an interesting power set. So, so far he's been taking villains or, or metahumans more specifically. I wouldn't say villains directly because some of these characters so far have just been people with powers and that's it. But dropping them off in Earth-1 and telling them to kill the Flash or do something against the Flash in return for X, whatever that is, your your freedom, your your return home, your your family's safety, whatever it is. He always sure. kind of produces a a negative counterpart to his offer. Right. Um so so far he's been kind of this just menacing shadow that we don't really know much about. Um uh, we did get a scene in this episode of him holding Kavanaugh's daughter or Dr. Wells's daughter in captivity. Um what I'm thinking is happening and the reason why he has such a, a vehement hatred of uh, Jay Garrick is that he blames Jay for the death of his wife. I think that Jay probably froze up trying to stop uh, Zoom and Zoom killed his wife and that's where this oh, animosity okay. comes from. Okay, interesting, yeah. I also, we also think that Harrison Wells likely... Um, well, now he accepts the fact that he created he 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 had a hand in the creation of Zoom and in the creation of all metahumans and all such stuff. But I think that he is there strictly to manipulate Barry into fighting Zoom. But I also think part of him truly believes that Barry can stop Zoom because Barry is in fact faster than Jay Garrick ever was. Speed force. Yeah, with with his speed force abilities, because. <laughs> uh, uh, Barry can run fast enough to break through time, and that's something Jay never was able to do. Jay was able, unable to learn how to master the throwing of lightning from his speed force, but Barry learned it in about 45 minutes um, because it was, it was basically the act of learning how to run at a certain pace to create the electricity and then stop on a dime and whip the lightning off of his body. Static shock? A little bit. It seems that way. It's, it's, it's more like a Zeus throw what it looks like on the show. God of War confirmed? A little bit, yeah. yeah we'll go with that. <laughs> um, but he just stops on a dime all of a sudden and then just whips his shoulder, like his elbow forward, oh, and off cool. comes lightning. Okay. Um, Interesting. It's like built up through like the energy he creates through yeah, his motion on exactly. his feet, like that static. And then he was able to like charge yeah. it up to his elbow and then just sort of, you know, wing it literally off of his arm. And it That's really enemy. fucking crazy. So we learned that like a couple episodes ago from Jay directly. Jay was like, I've never learned how to master this. I've always known, like I, I, I started to learn this stuff and I never got it down. And basically he's like, here's what I know. Can you master it? And of course, through the course of an episode, Barry learned how to use it and did it just fine on a guy that flash. could control sand. Yeah. So he turns a guy from that can control sand into glass, stopping him from being able to move forward with his powers and hurt people. So... They've done a really good job with these power sets so far, and they've actually done a good job of introducing the characters from Earth 2 that properly challenge Flash's power set. Okay. Cool. Um, I like that. There's, yeah. like, explanation and reason for why these people are not only encountering each other, but fighting and how they fight. And how these characters are growing. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, 
Tom Cavanaugh's role as Harrison Wells then coming back and being able to be that kind of voice of scientific reason. Um, a lot of the stuff that he's presented, which in the episode, this episode, uh, he teaches Flash how to use the afterimage attack. Now, this is something that we've seen in many medium. My favorite is DBZ, specifically Dragon Ball, the original. Oh, my God. With the actual afterimage technique. Well, Flash learns to do that in spades, like to the point where he's able to make it look like there's like a thousand of him around someone at one time. So he does that to this character who is Dr. Light. It's the Earth 2 version, and it's actually his ex-girlfriend from the alternate reality, Linda. Um, So yeah, like Barry encounters this and takes it in stride, and Harrison Wells of Earth 2, who's kind of a dick, actually properly still teaches him the same way that his counterpart from Earth 1 would have taught him. Very similar vocal patterns, very similar just like the way he delivers the, the, the help and the instruction is so on point but it shows that this guy has gone through some other shit similar shit but the other shit to get to this point and presents yeah. his information the same way um f- fucking cisco finally gets revealed as uh as vibe that's pretty cool too captain cisco yeah so cisco's got powers what's even funny is they they meet up at the uh the uh what is they call it the cc jitters because it's central city jitters it's the coffee shop that they go to all the time and at deep space nine yeah, you get the idea. Same thing. I'm terrible. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. It's the same thing in every show. It's the usual, like, what where do we meet up? Oh, it's this place. Every show has it. It's that place. It's a, it's the friend's coffee, coffee shop. Let's be honest. It's that thing. Um, but while they're there, like, Cisco's like, it's our, Caitlin's like, oh, we need to give you a cool name then, don't you? I'm kind of playing off the fact that Cisco always makes up the cool names. And Cisco's like, oh, you're right. I do need a name now. It needs to be something that just, like, comes right off the tongue sound has a ring to it nabisco yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> but uh no barry just without missing a beat like third you know 10 20 seconds later just like vibe and there's like because oh my he's God. getting a good vibe. vibe one literally his power says Positive that energy y'all. he's able to feel the vibrations throughout all of all realities in addition to his own, and eventually he'll learn how to control it. And if he can learn how to control it, he's able to actually send out shockwaves from his body, vib- large vibrations as an attack. He's getting good vibrations? hmm So right now his power set includes being able to, like, touch things that belong to the person he's trying to find and then be able to see in his head Fuck yeah. where they are because of the vibrations of reality. But... Tremor. You know, expand that outward and you get someone who can actually cause tremors, cause vibrational attacks. Like, it, it could grow in a really cool way. But because of this, me and Cody have also figured out probably what's going to happen to cause Caitlyn Snow to turn into uh, Killer Frost. And that is that um, we're pretty sure Robbie Amell's character of uh, Roy... No? Fuck, what's his name? Ronnie. Ronnie! Ronnie. Uh, Ronnie Raymond. From the Bronx? Who knows where he's from? Ranny? Yeah, Ranny. Uh, You know, he's... He was Firestorm first, but uh, they're probably going to take the Earth 2 version and have him manipulated in some way to come back to this world and manipulate Caitlyn. Mm. And then somehow she gets dejected and she winds up getting her killer frost powers and becoming a hate-filled bitch for half a season and then finding out, like, oh, this is why we can help you. And we get kind of an anti-hero out of her. I think eventually we'll get an anti-hero out of her in the sense that, like, she'll... She needs heat to survive, so she'll kill people that in her eyes deserve it and we'll get an anti-hero out of her so hmm. 
but yeah, so that show's been really good. Arrow's been great uh, this week. Uh, we got the return of um, Sarah Lance, who is uh, be- becoming the White Canary. Um, we got the introduction of Constantine from the NBC series. We even got a little uh, a shot fired at NBC off the episode as well. Oh, no yeah. kidding. What, what, what was this shot fired? So he gets introduced in a flashback, and then he gets introduced in the show because that flashback alluded to why he would show up, and then he shows up. Uh, basically, he's, he's called in on a favor from Green Arrow because of a special ops mission that he was on where he had to go back to the island that he was stranded on for quote unquote five years when in reality he was only right. stranded there for two and a half and then the other th- th- you know two and a half have been him going around the world as a special operative for uh checkmate or whatever it becomes a checkmate later or yeah the, the group that becomes that later so cool yeah yeah i know um <laughs> long story short though he owes ba- or he owes uh oliver a favor yeah oliver calls in that favor and he asked for a few things to make the uh, the joining because what happened is Sarah got resurrected. When she got resurrected, there was no soul. She needs a soul. Hmm. Kind of important. Yeah. So John Constantine, played by the actor who portrayed him on Constantine, the car- or the, the live action TV series on NBC for like eight episodes. He was good. He was pretty good, actually. Yeah. So he, he came on and one of the things he asked for was a peacock feather. NBC. And he wound up only using it for a back scratcher. Nah. A nice little giant FU from one network to another saying, like, this character's Flipping great. Flipping the bird. If you will. Yes. So it was rather good. First line he said <laughs> in the entire episode was, any of you have a bloody cigarette? Oh, shit. <sighs> NBC was so afraid to have him have a cigarette that, like, the first line they had for him in this show was like, yeah, sit on it and rotate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was really cool. Uh, beyond that, I really haven't watched too many shows. Like, Limitless is still just as good as it's been. Like this week, yeah, was you kind and Andrew of, have been liking that. This week was a little bland by comparison to last week. Um, even though it was a little bit more dark in a way, because mm-hmm. he gets dragged off by a group for the CIA instead to work on a domestic case, and it gets kind of fucked up, and a lot of people die. But it's it's Brian's first uh, brush with death. And it's good to see a character in a show having to deal with the consequences of his actions or his behavior. And it does that pretty well. Uh, he bounces back in a way that makes sense, but it all is also not completely rejection, rejecting the fact that he just went through some shit. Okay, so it is acknowledging what he as a character has gone through. Yeah. Good. And shows that he's growing. He's growing. Good. Um, and reacting to life. So, like, that show's getting really good. Um, like I said, though, this week was just a little bland for me in terms of the actual content. Uh, like I said, that's the coolest part is the fact that realizing, like, no, this is a character that's dealing with life for what life is. And sometimes that's someone's dying in front of you. It is what it is. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. I've not watched this week's uh, Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Um, need to Maybe do that some point. Maybe during the next mm-hmm. break. Maybe we will. Oh, shit. Um... I think that's really about it. I haven't watched this week's uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Last week's was really dumb. I was really disappointed in last week's episode. Well, because what they did is, like, last week they showed what one of the characters was doing in the alternate world she was stuck in from the end of season two. Okay. Um, Simmons. Sure. Yeah. Um, she's I'm part so of... so far behind on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I know. Man, I don't even know what the fuck is going on in that show. So, really basic. Preface. 
Season one. Nothing until you get near the end, and then it's all Hydra and Deathlock. Because of Captain America. Exactly. So, Deathlock. So, season two, Hydra has now been destroyed, or supposedly destroyed due to... uh, Show his shield. Yeah, shame on shield. Reform it. So then Coulson's trying to make shield happen, but then there's another group out there of another shield group uh, doing stuff. And then there's also the inhuman group that's off like in the Himalayas, basically. They're a broken shield. They are. And so basically the two shields wind up working together and eventually forming one shield again. Basically, it was just like different philosophies that then eventually organized again. So that's happened. And then you had the inhumans. Exactly. And then the, the inhumans were a problem. That then wound up getting disseminated because or, or disbanded because their leader got killed. But the, the ending result was that the world got exposed to Terrigen mist of some kind mm, in some capacity. Yes. But now it's inert to the point where basic where normal humans will no longer die due to those crystals. But anyone who does have the Kree gene in their body will be activated and they will get powers. Shit. Yeah. So that's where season three's kind of been, is that the people in Shield and the sh- uh, the people in the government uh, group that has replaced Shield both want to find Inhumans. Then there so far has been uh, Agent Ward, who was a dick in the first season and a bigger dick in season two. First season he played the was he the, from Infinity Ward? No, uh, Agent Ward is uh, the the guy that with the really stony features from the first season. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, who who just basically was an undercover Hydra agent, and then he winds up now, basically, he's trying to rebuild Hydra um, on the show, um, which I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he becomes one of the heads of Hydra going forward, honestly. Like, he's that maniacal and that okay, fucked up. Okay, so we could possibly see him in a cinematic role? I think if, uh, if it pushes the way he's been pushing, yeah. Okay. Honestly, yeah. He's that level, because he's now teaching uh, Baron Von Strucker's son in season Civil three. War confirmed. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> that guy has actually done a good job of making himself a villain. I've been nice. really impressed by All him. All right. I'm really um, excited to see that. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, that all happened. But with the advent of all the this inhuman and Cree technology bleeding into humanity, we've had the problem of there's this one obelisk that was that the shield has been kind of holding on to, not really sure what it obelisk? does. Yeah, it's like a, just a giant stone thing with a bunch of weird little notches in it that you can't tell. Like, it doesn't really describe much, and it doesn't have any inscriptions on it. Turns out it's actually a portal. A port key? Kind of. Uh, ex- almost the exact same function. Oh, what no, happens, kidding. What happens is it I'm turns, sorry, I'm giving you so much shit. I, I know. No, it's fine, because it actually it's all, it all makes sense. You're rolling with it, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a giant stone under normal circumstances. but it, And it transports you to The a planet place. that it's synced to, whenever that planet oh, rotates... To the right direction or whatever and hits hit certain points in the day the one on earth that's a stone turns into a liquid and sloshes around the little chamber it's in if you happen to be there when that happens you get pulled in and sent off to that planet it's a Cree planet it looks like a waste this is kind of going in with what you were saying about that one agent she's in a different so alien simmons she's one of the two parts of a science duo uh fit simmons uh, is the running joke because one is Fitz and the other one's Simmons and they kind of have always worked together because Hilarious. they together they kind of encompass all scientific fields but each one only covers about half of them um, Simmons is much more the biological angle whereas Fitz is very much more the computer based end of it and so they've often worked together to make things understandable yeah technological yeah. versus the biological mm-hmm. 
So Simmons got sucked away at the very end of last season. We haven't known where she is. She finally got pulled back like the second episode of season two or three right now. Well, here we are at like five or six. I've not watched this week yet. I'm waiting on it. But she it finally last week finally told the story of the entire time she spent in on that other planet. Hmm. Um, and how she survived and how she lived there. She met and fell in love with an astronaut who was sent there in the 60s or 70s, something like that. And has been there since. Mr. Fantastic? I wish. Sadly not. Shit. But regardless, it kind of, but it was just a long episode to kind of describe a love story. And that was what made it kind of bug bite. So it was very weak. So it's like, story. it's long winded. And it's just like, at the end of the day, it's another love story. It's like, how exactly. much do we need these? Anymore? And then finally it got to the point yeah. where like the end of the episode happened last week. And finally Simmons is telling Fitz. Cause like Fitz has had a long time crush on her and it only developed finally during like season two that they were like finally working towards a relationship. And then, she, and then she got sucked away to this other planet. When she comes back, like, she seems all distant and weird with him. And so she finally opened up about it to him. And that's what this whole episode has been. And, like, it doesn't tell you that that's what's been going on until, like, near the end when she finally, like, it full, yeah, pulls yeah. away. And it's kind of like she's been telling him the story. And his response is what you'd expect out of a heartfelt show. And that's that he's like, I understand. We'll go try to find your the person you love. And that's all they're at. And so that's why I'm, like, I'm kind of resistant to watching this next one because I'm just like... I don't really don't care. <laughs> I like the stuff where people are like shooting blasts of energy and making it superpower. Like I like superpowers. Let's be honest. I like to, the who doesn't fucking love superpowers. Let's be honest. Yeah, I want superpowers. So do I. So yeah. it's just one of those things that like I got through that. I was like, oh my god. Well, all right, whatever. But yeah, so I mean, that's about it, really. Like there hasn't been a lot of like huge profound shit this season so far apart from the fact that like there's another organization that replaced shield and the ward who was part of uh agent colson's little private team in the first season is now pretty much running hydra in call of duty yeah you know okay. uh but yeah so it's about it on the tv front movies i haven't really watched anything this week oh series wise though i did finish all of hemlock grove last night uh, finally finished it. How do you like that, by the way? Is it a good series? Do you like that? Because I, I have been very fascinated in that series. I haven't really gotten into it yet. Season one. Confusing, but cool. Okay. Season two. Comprehensible right up until the like last two episodes. And f- fun in the sense of like... It's a horror thriller kind of mystery show. That's why I'm fascinated and I love those two. The entire three seasons comprise the novel, single novel, Hemlock Grove, that is out there in the world. Yeah. You can read that, whatever, you know, whatever. The way the series ended was kind of to be expected. Not super satisfying, but also not a disappointment at all. So you enjoyed your time, Mm -hmm. but now it's over and it's okay. Yeah. You get to the end of it and you're just like, Okay, I couldn't have really expected anything more. And if it had gone too happy-go-lucky, I'd be pissed. Yeah. It ends in a way that kind of, like, leaves most characters out of the picture, apart from the ones that you really care about, in a way. Yeah. But you're kind of just like, well, whatever, fuck it. Like, yeah, yeah, it's over. I enjoyed the whole series. Like, I'm glad me and Katie devoted our time to that show. But it's it's done, and I'm happy it's done, the way it ended. Like, I'm glad that it's a comprehensible story that you can finish now. Okay, I'd be interested in uh, getting into it sometime soon. I have not watched any of the seasons. Luckily, now I, I would love to. 
the third season is the last season. It rounds out the rest of the book. So you right. you now have a beginning, middle, and literal end. You can finish so the series. So it's its own self-contained story. Yeah, so you can Excellent. actually finish it and be done. I love that. It's a good one. Uh, if I were to give it a star-based rating, it'd be like a 3.8, 3.9. Like, it's almost an 80%, but it misses a few steps. Yeah, it misses a few steps here and there. Nice. Um, but mostly great. Great series. Great storytelling. Um, gratuitous in some ways, but that's to be expected out of a series that's technically about vampires and werewolves. Yeah, it, it uses Romanian lore, so it actually uses the terminology from that area. So instead of vampire, it's Opir. Well, and, and that's what in like really intrigued mm-hmm. me into that series because they, they did build upon a lot of lore that was established in other cultures. Because I think we as like Americans have made like a... a a totally there's off a dumb base. romanticized yeah. theme about monsters it's annoying oh my and fucking yeah. god thank you twilight you it has elements shit. but in the right way with that stuff in the sense that opiers are seductive that's fine because they're seductive vampire monsters as long as they are sufficient characters that make sense that's yeah. awesome i think you'll enjoy stupid it. I think you'll enjoy it. It even has its own share of uh, mad scientists, so to speak. Cool. Like it has awesome. its, it's got the these things, and it's just got it in a way that f- feels well constructed. There are certain things that I'm like, we never really got to an understanding of this or this or this, but that's also because like it happened before the series. Yeah. And there's no real way to talk about those kind of things without doing a huge backstory that would have taken up multiple episodes, and they didn't have time to tell you that. And honestly, it doesn't really matter. Hmm. So yeah, that's I'll, a little sad. I'll give you that. Like it is a little bit sad in that regard. For instance, like the character of Doctor Price, who is played by a phenomenal actor. There's a lot of stuff there that you're like, why or how or why did he reach where he is now? And then like his story wraps up, and you don't get to find out any of that stuff. And it's kind of like, I'm still curious that stuff. I just, I guess I don't. I should just not care as much about finding out. So, you know, for better or worse, that's how that is. Um, it's not bad though. Okay, yeah. I'd be interested. I'll it's take high it quality. It it uh it's directed by Eli Roth. Yeah, the all right. Series, I'm down. The entire series is done by Eli Roth. Sweet. Um, I love his stuff. So do I. That's why like this is such a good show. Um, yeah, it's just it's you'll have a hard time following certain things up until the end of a season, and that's when like it's suddenly everything kind of falls where it should, and you'd be like, oh, I was so confused right up until this moment, kind of thing. Yeah. So you'll experience that a lot. But yeah, really good series, and it finally ended. It has uh, Famke Jam- uh, Johnson or whatever, Jansen, Jansen, that uh, Jean Grey. Oh, yeah. The older one. That's yeah. right. She's um, cool. You got the kid from uh, The Invisible or whatever it was that where the kid falls in the well. Yeah. It's it's the kid that falls in the well. Right, he right. plays a, a gypsy who is a, a Vargolf, which is their word for werewolf. Really cool stuff, though, otherwise. I love that. Yeah. A lot of budding actors that could go really big, honestly. Yeah. Wasn't Ava Green in Hemlock Grove too? Probably. I just don't remember. Okay. I could be wrong. You might. Yeah. Who knows? We might be right though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Beyond that though, I really haven't watched much. Like it was one of those things where I was catching up on the ones that were coming out and then didn't really do much more than that. Uh, game wise, I really haven't played much except for Destiny and I don't really feel like updating anyone on that because it's nothing new. Destiny, Destiny. Yeah. Just the usual, you know, helping friends get stuff they need i did finally get no time to explain which is a pretty fancy little cool uh pulse <laughs> rifle um it's perk is pretty nice though uh every precision shot gets returned to the magazine period 
Because there's no time to explain. Mm-hmm. Endless time loop. So every time you hit someone in the head, it just puts it back in the mag. It's cool. Um, yeah, that's about it, though. Nothing really crazy about that. Like, we're just trying to get raid stuff ready. And frankly, like, a bunch of us are just maybe two normal completions from hard mode in terms of gear. Um, Cody's done hard mode twice. We've got to watch all of his shit stack up and he's overpowered as shit but he's got the time to run that stuff more than we do so whatever well he's just he's got that devotion factor that i think we don't have you know it's like well he could sleep or he'll play destiny it's like we have work and then we sleep maybe that well also he significant, doesn't sleep. significant others yeah. play a large role in that too i mean sure but like i swear to god i don't understand how that guy survives no he's, he doesn't, he doesn't sleep, much. sleep yeah he gets like four to five and he's fine, but it'll, that'll change. Life changes that eventually. Always there's, does. No, there's no need to like down talk that in any way. It's just he has the energy, might as well. If I had the energy, if I trust to him, if I, I had would, Destiny that energy four years ago, I'd be doing the same thing. Yeah, true. So, you know, whatever. But that's kind of where I'm at. I don't really have much else. I haven't seen a movie in a while. I do want to see uh, Krampus really bad. Uh, you got some time, fortunately, for that one. Yeah, that not one's not next month. And then I'm trying to think what else, because I'm trying to avoid Spectre, because after what you said before about it, which we'll talk well, about I'll, in a sec. I'll talk about we'll talk about that in a sec. I'll start but, with that shit. Um, I'm trying to think what else, other one I really wanted to see. Oh, the the Seth Rogen uh, one with Anthony Mackie. And, oh, uh, um, it's like, I want to say it's either the night after or the night before. Something about the night yeah, of. Yeah, the night something. Yeah. That's one that I really want to see. And Me that's too. Up. Oh my God, that trailer is so fucking mm-hmm. funny. Cause like Krampus, we did not do this. So that one looks like a really good <laughs> holiday comedy. Oh god, it looks so good. Anthony Mackie looks like he kills it, which Anthony, makes me so oh happy. Man, that guy I, blew up, dude. I love Anthony Mackie. I'm so happy with that guy. He that guy makes me so happy. Fail, and he actually had a lot of uh, cool side rules this last year too, and I he think did. that really helped bring him into the forefront. And now he's got these big tempo roles. Surprised with at the Falcon game. This. Yeah, painting game was okay. It's it's funny. It's like it's a Michael Bay film that's technically good, but then you also have to admit it's a Michael Bay film based on semi true story. And it's not very based in that truth. No, it's like the end result and certain small incidences throughout. But otherwise, it's not. But um, there's that. And then like beyond that, it was Captain America for me. Like Captain America 2. He's so good as the Falcon. He's great. Great casting. Ant-Man, he was great as Falcon in that, too. He, he's great as the Falcon. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. But I'm really excited to see him in that, especially Me opposite too. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who Woo! I love, and Seth Rogen. Who Woo! I love. Exactly. So I'm just stoked. I'm really excited for that film. And then Krampus just looks like it scratches the same itch as, like, this is the end. It's any comedy horror that's just got that, like, tension building with I jokes. hope it's like, it's, like, comedy first, and then it goes to a complete polar opposite once shit goes down, and then it's, like, total horror. I'm hoping it mixes the bag real well in the sense of, like, like you're saying, there's some great comedy, and Krampus shows up, and shit gets terrifying for, like, saying. 20 minutes. Eh, 30 I don't, minutes I don't want 20 minutes. I want, I want a good amount of horror because Krampus is supposed to be creepy, unsettling, crazy. Mm, well, the, He's the legend. To be the demon version of Santa Claus. Not even that. Like, I've read into the legend, and actually, he is actually. He's supposed to be accompanied directly with Santa. Like, they're supposed to be present together. And oh, Santa's supposed to give you a gift if you've been good. And if you've been bad, he's just supposed to torture you for about like 
however long the duration of the evening essentially <laughs> time's up <laughs> kind of yeah and, and basically he's supposed to torture the people that have performed bad deeds Santa's supposed to also have well like, and it sounds like it's this 16, entire family that has done bad deeds which I the, love yeah, it yeah so it's one of those things where I'm like I could be down with like 20 to 30 minutes of straight actual terrifying horror and then like and obviously that's after like an hour of setup or whatever 20 you know 45 minutes of setup and the remainder of the film be that kind of weird in between where it's like sadistic comedy horror where if you're like you don't have the right stomach for it you think it's creepy and terrifying maybe i i don't know i just i want there to be a lot of horror i, I, I if don't they mix think... it that's fine i just i want there to be a lot of horror i, I think really it'll be do. more like this is the end mm. which was a lot of that. jump scare and for setup. krampus i don't know how i feel about it yeah it just it just feels like it's the same vein like even through those trailers it just felt like the same vein got a lot of those actors though too yeah that's, look that's at the, the thing cast. that kind of made me think it's, it's gonna wind up having a lot of that yeah Krampus is gonna rape somebody that's probably gonna happen that's what Hollywood thinks Ew. is funny scary no rape by a monster yeah no we'll see what happens I'm, so now I'm not interested in Krampus <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I'm still stoked on it like it looks comedically no, see it. terrifying I, wanna, I do wanna see it um trying to think though there's not really much coming out this month that really grabbed my eye i don't remember i have this month through november yeah okay there's a lot of thrillers give us the run out rundown real quick and i'll see if i remember any of these that stuck out my head okay before i say if specter was good or bad and i'm sure you can already tell yeah we'll go we'll go that route but i was excited for specter Okay. The Peanuts is out this weekend too. It is Peanuts movie. I definitely want to see that. It's Peanuts. I'm gonna go see I'm that. that one. Uh, there's a thriller coming out uh, that stars Julia Roberts in one of her biggest roles since like five or ten years. I can't even remember the last Julia Roberts role she's in, and it looks good. Mm-hmm. It's a thriller with Chuyatel Ejiofor mm-hmm. and Nicole Kidman. Okay. Yeah, that I'm really excited for. What's the um, name on that one. What's that Do we have a name on that one? In Their Eyes? I want to say that's the name of it. Yeah, I think it's called In Their Eyes. It looks really, really cool. And I am very excited for that. I'm always down for a real good thriller with a great cast. Um, yeah. Yep, that's See? the one. Secret that's the in exact their eyes. one. Secret in their eyes. Secret in their eyes. Yeah. Um, that one looks really, really cool. Uh, there's another one. I'll have to double check, Just, but there's another one that's coming out very, very soon here that I was very excited for, too. I'm spacing on which one that was. Um, I'll I'll double check. I do want to get into those uh, weekly movie releases, mm-hmm. uh, box office releases. Oh, The Hunger Games, too. Uh, the Hunger Games Part 2. That's right. That's coming out. Um, I definitely want to see that. Um... Trumbo. Trumbo is another one that's coming out. Actually, technically, it's already hit, but Biography. unfortunately, it's it's limited release, so mm. we won't see that until a certain date. Yep. Um, Brooklyn, I'm kind of interested in that. Spotlight, same problem with Trumbo. Limited release. Mm-hmm. Fucking annoying, but I will be updating everyone on to when they do come out because I definitely think they're going to be movies to see. Um... The Good Dinosaur, Victor Frankenstein, Creed. And that one. Yeah. There's a lot, actually. This month, it's probably Creed for me. Good call. 
probably rent Definitely Victor Frankenstein first chance I get. I'm I'm gonna have to see it because Katie. Uh, yeah, yeah. I really want to see it, but <laughs> I'm also aware of the fact that I have a lot a lot of other expenses mm. at hand, mm. and so the for me it's just like fair. It's got to wait, sadly. Yeah. I really want to see that one. There's going to be a lot of these films that I see by myself because I'm going to be wanting to yeah. move, use Movie Pass. And Movie Pass is hard to use if you're trying to plan a group. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, the Danish girl. That is also a big, big movie that I'm very anticipated for. Uh, that will be. Um, Oh man, man, man! Why am mm-hmm. I blacking out on his name? Um, it's about the first real transgender um, that was prevalent. You know that we really got introduced to. Uh, yep. What's his name? What's his name? You should, you should uh, Eddie, Eddie, Ray, Eddie Eddie Redmayne. Yeah. Um, right now, for me, I've seen one good movie and one bad movie with him in it, and I really am intrigued to see what he does with the Danish girl, especially considering everything with Caitlyn Jenner. Mm. So it's a very topical movie to go see um really can't wait for it yeah yeah there's there's a lot of good stuff coming out at the end of this year there's yeah. so many good movies it's I mean, stupid for me it's it's one that we just talked about a little bit the, the night before that the night hilarious before. uh krampus looks pretty good looks really good Star but it's pg-13 so it can't be too dark <laughs> sadly yeah, um, unfortunately. Oh, Macbeth. I almost forgot Macbeth is coming out at the tail is, end of this year, that too. That is happening, too. That'll be the third Fastbender movie to come out this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fastbender is everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, yeah, Force Awakens. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, there's not too much. Point yeah, Break know. remake looks okay. No. It, it looks, looks shit. O- it looks okay. Ugh. Only because yeah. the stunts look ridiculous. Yeah. I watched a stunt preview but on then, it. Like then a full I like depth. watch them talking through the lines, and yeah, then it's like, wow, this is going to be well. stupid. I've ignored that pretty well, but good job. The, I can't. The only thing I've the only thing I've seen about it was the way that they're redoing all the stunts in the mm-hmm. sense of like taking it to the that next level, and it's like I would never be able to do any of that. Just looking at what they do in that oh, movie, fuck that. I'm not doing it. But let's let's look at that that friday december 25th date everyone that day is going to be stupid the hateful eight yep concussion which is the new will smith movie that it looks really really good where he basically trashes the nfl yes for what they for the reality of joy concussions. joy I seen anything on that that's one. going to be a big one because that is featuring our favorite actress right now oh lawrence mm-hmm. jennifer mm-hmm. lawrence j-law and Oh, and Bradley Cooper. And Bradley Cooper. And De Niro. Robert De Niro. That is a star studded cast, and the trailers have looked intriguing for it. Then we've got Point Break, which I think it's going to be a shitty movie, but I know it is going to generate an audience because it's based off of an IP that happened in the past. There is going to be people to see. And the stunts will be good. I did see footage on that, and the stunts look pretty cool. That being said, the plot to get there is probably going to be I just flimsy. I think they're going to ruin the plot that we really enjoyed from the original. I would agree with that, yeah. probably. Um, and then the Shit, biggest... just remake the old one, like, scene for scene. Just let it be. That would have been fine with me, honestly. In just fact, doctor actually, if we it, didn't even do this, that'd be fine with you me. You know what would be fine with me is, is, is doctor it so that you just cut out every time they did a stunt in the original one and replace it with the new stunts and re-release the film. Done. Save yourself money. Cheap. Save yourself but money. Probably workable. Um, there's one last thing to that day too. On top of all of those films, the fucking Revenant. This is going to be the movie. I swear to God, mm-hmm. if 
Leonardo DiCaprio does not get an he's, Oscar for this movie. Let's be honest. This is his going. year. I know. This but... movie has got to be it. Alejandro Inarritu, who made Birdman from the year got, previously. I've become so cynical with him because it seems like the Academy and everyone else just no, has gets, no interest no, in him. No, it's not, it's not having interest in him. He gets nominated every single time he does something. The unfortunate thing is the year that he gets put into the bill is the best performance of one actor's career. He gets shitted on because he has bad timing. This year, I can't think of another person if this movie is good and he's good in it, which it looks Sad like from the trailers. The is, is that we've got Will Smith's time. concussion coming nah, out. No, nah, because he already got nominated for um, for uh, In Pursuit of Happiness. I know. And that film, to me, I don't think he can ever top that role that he was in. That was a great the movie. The part that gets Very me heartfelt. is that I feel like I felt more and more of the years has gone on that the Academy has looked at thing people like that that they've already given awards to as more favorable than people who have not won. We'll see. I'm still I'm still sold that this is his I year. I want to hold the torch for Deca- for yeah, Leo, it. but it's just I've realized I'm going to hold the torch and I'm going to wave it in everyone's fucking face until the end uh, of time, until I'm I afraid. fail. I've gone to the point where I'm kind of like, fine, you know what? Just keep doing your awesome performances and never win it's and so be good. that guy that gets the Lifetime Achievement Award. And no, just you, you throw it in anyway. people's faces. You should get it anyway, but yeah. with an uh, award for the night. I know, but I'm kind of a, I'm just that cynical point. I'm just like, yeah, you should be that guy no, that kind of claims that. That's at fair. The He's end, been like, screwed so many times. I've gotten fucked over more than anyone. Like, I, part of me kind of has that little bit towards him of just like, you should come out later and be like, fuck all of you. Like, I, as your uh, acceptance speech for something, just fuck all of you. Yeah, I've been. Maybe. I should have won all these years. But at any rate, that yeah. day is going to be packed. And that's Absolutely. ludicrous. In fact, and I'll be seeing probably Star Wars for the seventh time that day. You know, along yeah. with those other movies. I've got to try and figure out how to life. squeeze it in while I'm trying to get everything. I have else to give done. up on games for probably about a month so mm-hmm. I can watch all these movies. You finally saw Crimson Peak after I discussed okay. it a little bit last. Yeah, week. let's let's go in with what I actually did this last. Yeah, week. So let's do that. The first things first. Crimson Peak. I finally got to see it. What'd update from last week. I really, really liked it. Um, as I said in my review, it's it's a movie where it really, you need to understand that it is not a horror movie. And that's what I stressed last week on cast Very was like, so. do not go into this with a horror mentality. But I really like the period piece angle of it. I like the gothic romance. Absolutely. The only thing I found that was a detriment to the film, um, not only that it wasn't as horror maybe as I could have wanted it, the mm-hmm. biggest part of me that was its failing was its convenient way of sleuthing things because it also yes. has this yes. murder mystery element that is very just convenient with how they find things. It's just like, oh, hey, this ghost appeared somewhere and then this box was just randomly left here. And these people that were supposedly the killers, I won't spoil anything, no, yeah, but yeah. Th- like you, they didn't cover up the evidence. At in all. fact, one thing in particular is left specifically down You'd there. You'd think someone would have burned no something. For no reason whatsoever. Yeah, it's right just like, you. did you forget the fucking golden rule of murder? Apparently Destroy all you evidence. Did. Yeah. yeah, so that I'm one right was like you. really just like, really convenient, little lazy, but altogether cut really well. Soundtrack was good. And uh, everyone of the actors were great. Yeah, by the yeah, end, you I, feel satisfied. I, I thought it was a really good movie. Yeah, overall. I enjoyed it when I saw it, too. Yeah, me too. It, it just wasn't top tier, but it was great. Yeah, it's like, it's like like if you had just improved on that element a little, little bit, bit yeah. would have been Made a little amazing. bit more of a struggle, made a little bit more interaction with the dead, things of that nature. Like, I'd have been a little bit more 
involved than I was, but I was very much like, well, well they did know, it. Okay, we it, know. It had a story and a plot that made sense, unlike another movie that I'll I saw. I'll give you that. Yeah, what's that one? Let's go in there. Uh, fucking James Bond Spectre. There you go. What the fuck Shots happened in that fired. <laughs> For good reason. Seriously? Mm-hmm. The first, I'm going to be honest, the first 10 minutes, I was totally invested in this movie. Right. Um, it's a great scene that takes place in Mexico. There's a lot of really cool, like, um, tension. Yeah, yeah. And a little bit of action. And that, that one part where you see the helicopter flying, like, crazy mm. and everything, that is so awesome to watch. Nice. That was what you're going to get for your 12 bucks. That 10 minutes is okay. anything that's redeemable about the film mm -hmm. because it starts to slowly teeter off and fall off the deep end because in reality, and I'm going to, I'm probably do the review tonight yeah, yeah. before I hop onto destiny. Uh, yeah, I'm going to so, at least film it and then I'll cut it tomorrow. So look for that guys. Holy shit. Like the, the plot didn't make any fucking sense hmm. and everything like we want to give Guillermo del Toro a hard time for having convenient murder mystery. Yep. What the fuck was going on in this film? They chased one vague-ass name to another vague-ass name, conveniently finding out that vague-ass name in the first place. Mm. And then they introduce this Bond girl that is supposed to be very romantic and, like, have great romance with James Bond. And it's like, okay, so how they fall in love. Yeah, yeah. The main bad of the, or not even the main bad of the film, but uh, uh, Dave Batista, which is supposed to be kind of like an odd job type character, where he's this awesome henchman character, Jaws or, yeah. badass. Yeah, um, he gets taken out way too easily. Of course. And then right after that, it's back to fucking and fucking all the time. It's just like as soon as you take out this get this this guy, this girl that was giving you shit about how. She didn't want you to be close to her. She didn't want to do anything with you. She thinks that uh, you're using her as he is at this time. Mm -hmm. Then is all of a sudden like, oh, we beat this dude. Let's fuck. That's romance? That's proper James Bond wooing a Bond girl? No, it's not. That's retarded. Mm -hmm. So they have sex and they fall in love. And then they uh, find out that this person, the big bad of the 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 whole yep. story is related to James Bond past and his relation to him is not only really convenient, but it's also dumb of his reasons why he's a villain. He okay. is essentially a, the, uh, uh, the main child of this, uh, father figure for James Bond in the past. Mm -hmm. And because his daddy loved James Bond more, now he's going to ruin James Bond's life. He's got daddy fucking issues, and he's like just a petulant child. In fact, I think the uh, most appropriate character to equate him to is Dudley from the Harry Potter <laughs> series. He's a fucking whiny <laughs> ass child, oh, and that's his reason for doing every bad thing in this movie. What the fuck? That is a lazy villain. That's a bad villain. That's not a memorable Bond villain. I wish I could fucking neuralize the shit out of this movie so that I didn't have to remember Spectre. This movie was bad. And I will not give it the time of day. I really want to take a fucking shit on this film because it belongs in the fucking toilet with all the other garbage that has come out this year. It almost makes me just as mad as Fantastic Four when I actually really think about it. Spectre. But at least I enjoyed 10 minutes of the film, whereas... A movie uh, about a ghost. Fantastic Four, I didn't enjoy anything. No, it's chasing <laughs> the shadows of a plot. 
because really there is none. Mm-hmm. The plot is woefully bad. So many holes. The characters are terrible. You and I were talking about Nothing's this in the properly car explained. on the way to lunch, and nothing. Just it's we both terrible. kind of, and I'll say this even that uh, Kingsman kind of filled that role a little bit of just yeah. Actually, Kingsman was the level. best Bond film of the year. It's true. Um, we want our old school feel for a Bond film. Like it's but, not even about, but with good characters and like the deep machinations, right. you can have your Roger Moore and put in a little Daniel Craig there. Shit. Just make you it a good have evolution. Your Connery. Hell yeah! Why not? Why not? Right? But give us something meaty to wrap around that. Actually, make a plot. That give makes us the sense. villain that. Yeah, his base desire might be you know taking a country for hostage or what have you it might be cheesy but guess what it's more understandable than some douchebag who's got a daddy issue yeah that's really what it came down to and they all they wanted they all the reason why this guy's blowfeld in the end of the day is because they just wanted to retcon an old bond villain yeah and give something for the fans but because it's so bad the fans get more upset Mm -hmm. and i swear to god some of like the cuts in this movie were just terrible i believe it um that's shitty the the action was really silly yeah um the way the villain did things was terrible he was an idiot um and really really corny like weird he had these weird dialogue oh my god the dialogue is terrible in this movie in fact actually fantastic four had better dialogue than this film literally there's a part where they blow up the the main villain's base conveniently with one shot to this one thing it, it was like it was like an air valve, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, apparently, it sets off a chain reaction in the base. You're you just mean like, he made what the he, fuck? You mean he made it's the more, photon more, torpedo down the tube and nailed the the worse, reactor in one worse, shot? Okay. Worse. This movie has more ludicrous explosions than a Michael Bay film. Gross. Yeah, it's really dumb. Gross. Gross. Inappropriate. Ridiculous. And literally. Um, they're about to get on the helicopter after this place is, is about to blow up. So they, they kill the people. They're about to escape. And he's like, let's go home uh, to this Bond, Bond girl, right? Um, I can't even remember her name. is like Madeline or something like Who that. Cares? Whatever. Um, and then literally it explodes. And then they're like, and then Daniel Craig says back to her right after that, it's not over. What the fuck? You just said you wanted to go home. That is dumb dialogue. The, the movie is bad. It is bad, and I don't understand how anyone can even say this was a good film in any sense of the world. People, there have been a lot of mixed reviews on it, and there are a lot of people like me that don't like it, but then there's another 50% that do for some reason, and I don't understand, because it's like these very same people like Skyfall, and because Skyfall is so good, that's why I hate this movie so much, because they take on everything that was created there and take it down the fucking toilet, take a piss on it, and then decide to take a shit. So... In conclusion, that fuck, bad movie. If you can't not see, see this for free, don't see it at all. Yeah, literally, this is something that I think you should torrent. That's how much I hate the movie. That I mean, if it comes on Netflix, in I don't think this months, movie should be given the time of day. It's and it's gonna make its money because it's James Bond. Yeah. Because like me, everyone was excited for the film. The trailers were great for it. This was this MGM's very last cent put into a film. Did it have the Heineken fucking ads everywhere in well, their those subtle were ways? Those. those those were those. But yeah, honestly, yeah. the worst okay. part of the film was really I think I think the end result of the film is something that happens at the end where um, Daniel Craig is doing whatever he's doing, and I don't want to spoil the plot yeah, yeah. in case you do want to for some reason see this film. 
But essentially, he decides to not kill someone when he probably should. Okay. And the thing that he does is, I've got better things to do, is what he says. And then he does this weird-ass move that I can't even understand. It was just like, it really explains how I think Daniel Craig feels about the franchise and that he doesn't want to be Bond anymore. Where he takes his gun. Excuse me, I had a sneeze there. He takes his gun mm-hmm. and just chucks it away like a this. Like a like okay. this. It it literally, if I could put this on it's video, I'm gonna do this on the review. It's as fabulous is, as possible. This is James Bond in a nutshell. This move here. He's literally throwing it behind him over his right shoulder with much of a flick like he doesn't give a shit and also like he's suddenly coming out of the closet. He's <sighs> fabulous at it, in fact. I don't even care about the gay tropes. It's just, it's really bad for the character. Yeah. James Bond doesn't throw his gun like that. James Bond doesn't even throw away his gun. He's, no, he puts he's it an away. assassin. He's a spy. Okay, so, uh, so that was James Bond. Anything else that fuck. happened this week in, um, in Anthony's world? Well, there are two things. A lot of Halo 5, uh, Warzone. Man, I've been playing Halo 5. That has been great. Let's touch on that for just, just a quick little, like, three, three minutes here. Yeah, that. Um, Warzone is great. What are you loving about it? What are you hating about it? Um, really, nothing's changed too much since we talked about it last week. Okay. Um, I don't think the meta's evolved too much since then, although now I do have an better armored scorpion yeah yeah that can take some damage you also got a sniper yeah i do have the sniper so i'm owning a lot of matches with that now which i'll tell you right now if you're in a team that has against a team that has a ton of people who've unlocked snipers you're gonna lose there's i mean it's so easy to rack up kills at the end of the game Mm -hmm. with that sniper rifle it's ludicrous makes sense yeah a lot of fun for me though fair enough (laughs) Um, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun, uh, arena this weekend. And this is what I'm excited for. And a lot of people want to give shit that three, four, three didn't have everything at launch. And while that's valid and I understand, I am a little upset about that myself. Most of the games didn't have everything at launch. Let's be honest. Most Let's, of them released and, playlists and over stable. time. I'll, I, I will be willing to give them a pass on that for alone because it's one of the most stable launches I've ever experienced. The, the net code is working well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they introduced a new playlist this weekend, which go. was Shoddy Snipers, and it's return. been a lot of the fun. return. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun to play that that game type. Um, really crazy, really ridiculous. Mm. It sometimes almost makes me as mad as happy at the same time. Yep. But it's because like you get into these matches that it gets so close and so tense, and that's why Arena feels. We so We were good. fucking around with trials yesterday, and trials and destiny is just like that it's that fucking god damn yeah, it, but it's it's, it's so got close. those classic halo mechanics oh i man. believe it love it um so i've been enjoying sh- shoddy snipers on on the very nice as well. very nice um then other than halo 5 the other game that i've been playing on is mgs5 and guess what i finished the story yay yeah finally hey, it, took me, it took me a while so what's our early review with that like light honestly review? i think it's a little too late to even do anything on it because it's just i know but it's so in the past but i will give everyone this the story for people is okay. that are buying for christmas yeah let's go with that as the angle mgs5 is a great game to play um cool. it's just a great game in general and for the most Compared part you're to the previous well i mean just by gameplay alone it's more than worth the price there you go. Um, story-wise... Online uh, got shut down, so that sucks. What's we, you, you and I were talking about how online got shut down. We talked about that during the, the, the news section. So online... Is is online actually off now? The company that made it is, uh, is... Offline, but... Off, but maybe they've kept the online servers up. I'll yeah, have to double-check. Okay. Because it would be really ridiculous for them to introduce Metal Gear Online and then get rid of it. Yeah. 
So I'm assuming it's probably like a like a shadow team of like five people just keeping the netcode stability up while yeah, people probably. randomly play it. But MGS Online isn't the reason why you're going to buy the game. And uh, it's a fun game to play throughout just for mechanics. And the story up until probably the last couple missions is excellent. I just think it falls apart because the understanding is, and I would like to do some more research on this, mm-hmm. there was a third act that Kojima was never actually finally able to complete. Sounds and, about right. Yeah, and it suffers from this, wait, that was it? kind of mentality and it's because of exactly that he wasn't able to finish this third act that apparently from what i've heard from fans i haven't again researched this i don't know the details but apparently it was supposed to make everything come together as a really cohesive whole and have a resolute ending that just left you with shivers and i wish that was there because honestly while it's sufficient and more than good i mean honestly like until the last three missions it's excellent I can't even get over how much I like the story. Dialogue is great. Cool. But it's just, it suffers from that meh ending, and it's it's a little anticlimactic. Gotcha. And it also is very open-ended uh, because it wants to leave the ability to have more Metal Gear games in the future. All right. Well, that's it for the, the Kojima minute there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid Five is a great game. Go buy it at Christmas. Uh, any other games played? Any other games you... Apart from Battlefront, oh, I randomly to... tried Spartan Assault. What'd you think? Shit. Yeah, I thought it was it's, okay. It's like a bad Helldivers port. It is. It's, I love the, Helldivers. The mechanical and I hate function that. is meh, but seeing, uh, what was that, Palmer? I think that's Palmer's storyline. I played like only like. I just remember her as the duck head. <laughs> no, yeah, it shit. <laughs> the duck head. That's the helmet, right? It is Scout, totally. Scout it's is totally yeah. duck. Um, no, yeah, honestly, it's just like I, I played that like that first mission and then i realized mechanically this was not for me see i feel like i played half of it on andrew's xbox and then i was just like eh, yeah i get it cool well you get it for free if you have that's uh, what he had i think yeah Yeah. so but yeah so it's just meh cool uh anything else at all i think that wraps it up for this week mainly i'm just getting ready to uh hit more movies this next week and hopefully get a couple reviews out because uh the last week i was like crazy busy i I was was hitting reviews every two days you were insane speed running there for a minute there that's pretty cool yeah and i should have a uh, zane's world next week i think um i think for right now up until i can get into a better groove with it it's gonna be monthly Mm. it's just that way i can build a proper solid large article for everyone Uh, I think this month, uh, yeah, I think next week I'll have uh, comparisons between Civil War and the film because we're about six months out from the release. And that's actually that's a really cool that's a really cool article to do because we have a certain amount of knowledge about the film. We have we have a full comprehensive knowledge of what the comics were, so we can actually I can actually do a pretty solid compare and contrast, and also give you guys a good better frame of mind of what to expect going into this franchise and this film. Sounds good. It's gonna be big. It's gonna be pretty big. So yeah. Uh, come back for our nerdly news section here in a little bit. You guys can always check out our new stuff at geekdomination.net. That's where you can find Zane's World and all the newest reviews by Anthony Tyson and Tyson Brothers Reviews and all that stuff. Geek Domination Reviews. All Just that stuff. Geek Domination Reviews. Yeah, now. it's all that stuff. You know, tight, <laughs> you know, whatever. But all that's over there at geekdomination.net and you guys can email us at uh, geekdomination at, uh, listeners at gmail.com. Cool. Later, guys.